Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in the world today. My name is Jessica Bansieff. And my name is Kelly Hartensfeld. You're listening to The Third Culture. Last week we talked about taking off our shoes, whether our feet are smelly or barefoot or whatever, going into someone's home. And we talked about uh, the left hand, and you could use your imagination what that means, and how it's the dirty hand. But also we talked about not shaking hands with men in Russia because old men will want to kiss it. <laughs> Watch out. But Kelly, what, what are we going to talk about today? Um, today we're going to be talking about how, how, what we went through coming back to the United States as teenagers and what that looked like and what the Lord can do through you and I. And So Jess, why don't you kick it off? Okay, uh, well... Every All of you know that um, I grew up in Russia. I was born in Canada, raised in Russia. I was a baby when I first moved. I was two months old. And when I was 14, that's when I made the decision to follow Christ wholeheartedly. Mm-hmm. When I began to realize that, yes, I want to I serve people. I want to serve God. And I got involved in the worship team, uh, youth ministry, camp, junior high, everything. I loved it. I had so much fun. I saw myself doing this my entire life. Well, the time came when I had to finish my last year of high school. And I remember feeling devastated and scared because I had to leave my home, Mm -hmm. my comfort zone, and go to another country. I had to come to the great U.S. Great (laughs) Texas land. The America of Americas. (laughs) Texas, yes. Everything's bigger in Texas. And I had to go to Texas to finish my last year of high school. Well, I remember that first day of school. Mm. It was the worst day of my life. I felt so lonely. I never felt the pain so much up until that point. That day was the worst. I didn't feel welcome. I had nobody to sit with at lunch. Being a pastor's kid in Russia, I knew everybody in the church. I would say hi to everybody here. Nobody said hello. I was the new kid. And my graduating class was so small, it was 10 people. And imagine coming to a school that's from preschool to high, to 12th grade, yeah. and it's only 200 kids. It was very small, and everybody knew each other for about 10 years. Yeah. So I remember going um, home that day. I held, I held back the tears. And I lived with the host family. My host mom picked me up, and I, we came home. And I hid. I ran, I ran and I hid. Um, around the corner behind mm-hmm. the house, and I wept. I wept like a baby. I wept so hard for hours until the point where I had no strength to weep anymore. Mm. I felt like God took everything away from me. That 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 was a very dark moment in my life. It felt that, you know, he took everything that I cherished the most, my family, my friends, my ministry, my church. And I, I, I used to, imp- I tried to impress God with those things. Mm. But when I was alone, um, at that moment, I um, I broke down and I said, God, take me out of here. I called my parents. I said, Mom, Dad, I can't handle this. Take me out. They were ready to do so. And then I prayed and I said, God, let your will be done. Mm-hmm. So at that moment, it was a surrendering point in my yeah. life. And I went to a youth group the next day and the worship leader, she sang a song. And she said in front of the whole congregation, surrender your life to God. Yeah. I don't know if anybody heard it. I did. And I yeah. knew I had to stay. Yeah. 
So I made the choice to stay. And in that time, I began to read the Psalms. I began to seek God in my life. And slowly but surely, it felt like as if God returned everything Mm. that I gave up. And he gave twice as much. So God is good. God is good. And for example, I left my family there, but now our relationship is so close. Yeah. And now I got I get to know my extended family. Mm-hmm. My friends in Russia, they've stayed. They've not gone anywhere. Every time I go home for Christmas, they're still there. And I'm always happy to see them. And I have friends now in America and Canada, which is awesome. And I'm now involved. you're like the extrovert of the whole campus. Every single person knows you. <laughs> um, I don't. I don't know, but... Um, when you surrender to God, mm-hmm. he gives so much more. Yeah. And that's my testimony. And the ministries I was involved in in Russia, I'm still involved in them. Yeah. I had to surrender it for a time, but now it feels like he's given so much more. Yeah. But what about you, Kelly? So my story is similar to yours. You know, I moved back to the United States for my senior year of high school. My whole family moved with me, though. So we all lived in the same house. I was, I had that support, but... You know, I moved from a school in in Indonesia that was about 250 kids um, preschool to, to, sorry, preschool to 12th grade, and my whole class was 33 people. Oh, wow. So it was pretty close, but it wasn't like, we weren't like best friends, but at least you knew everyone, and basically you, you knew their life story and everything like that. And then I moved to... And by the way, I was one of the only Americans in the whole high school. Like, there were three of us. And so when I moved to the United States, I went to a school where it was 1,600 kids, where it was, (laughs) and it was only 9th through 12th grade. And there were, like, three Asians in the whole entire high school. And they were all American Asians, not to bust on you guys, but, like, they weren't from Asia. So I would be like, hello. And they're like, what are you? I'm from Michigan or what, you know, whatever they would say. And, <laughs> and so I'm like, well, looks like I'm alone here. And I would bring enough snacks each class so that I wouldn't have to talk to anybody. <sighs> like there was a guy who called me sandwich girl. And I mean, eventually those snacks led to parties in class because I'd like share it and it was fun. But, but I, I brought it in the beginning so that I wouldn't have to talk to anybody. I brought it so that my focus would just be on this awesome American snack, mm-hmm. you know, living up the past 17 years that I missed out on all the Cheez-Its and Rice Krispie Treats and Slim Jims. But but it was a really deep reason why I just brought snacks. And I really was like alone. Mm. And I was I was like you where I was a pastor's kid. And in that, like our church was about 1,200 people. And so... I mean, if no, not everyone knew me, but I had my friends. I had my close youth group friends and back in Indonesia, back in Indonesia. Mm. And so when I came to the United States, I was like, I was like, just, I blended in. I look like every other white person. I, no one knew who I was. Not that I needed people to know who I was, Mm -hmm. but I never experienced like no one, like no one even caring that you are there physically there. Yeah. And that was something that I had to go through because I'm like, I'm an extrovert. And so I was like, why is, why are friends not coming naturally to me? You know, I was really confused. And even more so my introverted sister, she was getting friends and, you know, all these things were happening. And I'm like, what, this should have been the opposite. (laughs) And, (laughs) and every time something bad would happen or like a weird situation would happen, I'd be like, if only I was in Indonesia right now, Mm. you know, if only, if only I was in Indonesia 
something would be better or this wouldn't have happened or I wouldn't have to feel this way and and I kind of use that as a crutch and and I didn't define myself as Indonesia but I I allowed that I allowed Indonesia to become my comfort my Mm. safety my stability yeah and it was taken away from me same I I wasn't mad at like I wasn't mad at the Lord and I wasn't mad at my parents I knew God had a plan but I just I just was so like confused I didn't know what what to do and what this meant but it was a random Wednesday you know I was going to youth group and at that time youth group no one knew who I was it was like a 200 person youth group and I would come and go and no one would even acknowledge my existence at that time and the youth pastor talked about something like giving up football or whatever but God told me he said Kelly Indonesia's mine it never was yours it's mine to save let it go he like basically it's never yours like Hmm. just give it to me and that was some I remember hearing that so clearly and so I I did I surrendered it to the Lord and what happened was I was able to make friends I joined a life group and God really blessed me and I was even through that I was able to decide on where to go to school and come to Valley Forge and for sure Valley Forge has changed my life for the better for many reasons yeah so I definitely think when I surrendered my identity in Indonesia, when I surrendered my, not that I'm, not that I don't say, yeah, I grew up in Indonesia, but when I let the Lord be mm-hmm. my identity, when I let just him be my comfort, be my strength, be my refuge, that is when God became faithful. That's whenever he really worked in my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I would like to ask our listeners what is it in your life that you need to surrender? Maybe there's something in your life that's taking the place of God. We don't know. For me, it was my family, my friends, my ministries, my church. These things are not bad things in, in themselves, but I I valued them more than my relationship with Jesus until God took them away. I had to surrender those things and make Jesus my best friend. And All I can say is that God has amazing plans for your life. His plans are for you to prosper and to have a future and to hope. But in order for you to receive those plans, you need to surrender yours. And that's our encouragement from Kelly and myself. We want to encourage you to surrender today to God, whatever it is. And we hope you enjoyed this podcast. Tune in next Sunday at 8 p.m. And we we would love to hear some of your questions that you have. If you'd like to post on Facebook or message us on Facebook, whatever. But we'd love to hear your questions so, and love to answer them. So see you next week at 8 p.m. Sounds good. See you guys. Good night.